Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we're going to be previewing and giving y'all some predictions about all the upcoming games on this beautiful college football week four here in the 2022 season. So guys, before we do start, make sure you have your coffee if you're driving to work in the morning or you're just hanging out. Or if you are just hanging out, make sure to go grab some popcorn, put on your headphones and you know, enjoy today's podcast because it's definitely going to be an interesting setup of games that we've got going on this weekend. And guys, before we do start talking about all the college football games that we do have, I do want to first talk to you all a little bit about Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program. Now, if you're wondering what Anchor, Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program is, well, it's a pretty much a subscription like you do anywhere else. It's $4.99 a month, but it helps the creator directly as it helps me better the quality of the podcast. It allows me to be able to give monthly supporters some exclusive perks tips you know anything like that it'll it'll allow me to be able to do that just to better the quality and just overall be able to show y'all some more support and then you know maybe in the future be able to give away some tickets prizes whatever you might have it for reaching certain milestones but anyway guys like always it's not required not expected anything like that i just want to make sure that i at least make sure to let y'all know because by y'all simply just giving this a listen just a like rating whatever you might have it that means the absolute world to me because it just shows that y'all truly are interested and i mean that that's more than i could ever ask for so thank y'all again for all the support that you do continue to show and like we always say here on the cover seven podcast you know i don't want to waste y'all's time so let's get right into some college football now guys week four we have a decent amount of matchups and the funny thing is week four will start on thursday not friday and actually the lone i guess you could say solid game on thursday it's actually going to be a pretty good matchup as we have the west virginia mountaineers traveling to blacksburg virginia to take on virginia tech now this game is going to be a pretty interesting game because as we know west virginia didn't start off the season that great lost at pit which i mean honestly was not a bad game at all offensively they did look very solid but the following week they would play kansas and would drop that game to a kansas team which you know it's kind of shocked a lot of people, honestly, with their offensive output and everything like that. So I wouldn't say it's a bad loss, but they did rebound the following week and a huge win over an FCS opponent. So, And then on the flip side for Virginia Tech, they also started their season out very disappointing with a week one loss at Old Dominion. And then ever since then, they've slowly been gaining more traction in some lower tier games. So this will be a huge game. I know last year's game was absolutely a thriller as West Virginia would knock off. I think it was 20th ranked Virginia Tech at the time. So, But this game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Definitely is going to be an entertaining game to watch on Thursday to kick off all of the action here on week four. And then we do still have two more games on the Thursday uh, slate of games. We have Coastal Carolina traveling to Atlanta, Georgia to take on Georgia State. That game will be at 6.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time on ESPNU. And then the last game of Thursday will be Chattanooga traveling to Champaign, Illinois to take on the uh, Illinois Fighting Illini. That game will be at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on Big Ten Network. So, guys, that will be it for Thursday. Obviously, the big game will be West Virginia traveling, or not traveling, it'll be West Virginia traveling to uh, Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech, which I expect that to be a very good game. Hopefully JT Daniels and the West Virginia Mountaineers can start to get things going and, you know, hopefully can gain some more traction because I definitely do want to see that program succeed. 
Now, anyway, we also have some football on Friday. So, guys, we're not even to Saturday yet, and we have all of these matchups. Now, the first matchup that we have on Friday is going to be the Virginia Cavaliers traveling to Syracuse, New York, to take on the Syracuse uh, Fighting Orange. Now, this game is going to be pretty interesting. I think Syracuse will probably end up beating Virginia just due to the fact that that offense is so electric with their, their star running back, Sean Tucker. You know, Syracuse is just coming off a win against Purdue and a pretty funky game overall that, you know, honestly, I don't know really if any, any team deserved to win. And then on the opposite side, Virginia almost lost to uh, Old Dominion, kind of similar to Virginia Tech. So I would definitely take Syracuse in this game as it will be played in the Dome. So nothing less. It'll be a great kind of opener for the ACC, you know, start of the ACC schedule anyway. And then the next game we have is Nevada traveling to Air Force to take on the Air Force Falcons. That game will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on FS1. And also, I'm sorry, I'm so, far, I'm so sorry I forgot to mention, the Syracuse-Virginia game will be at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Now, the last game of the Friday slate of games will be Boise State traveling to El Paso to take on UTEP. That game will be at 8 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. So not really a huge slate of games on Friday. I mean, the biggest one obviously being the opener, kind of similar to Thursday with Virginia traveling to Syracuse. But nothing less, some pretty solid matchups as Boise State and UTEP. I don't think it will be a bad game at all. You know, UTEP's definitely taken a huge improvement from last season. I know Boise State's kind of taken a step down, if you want to say, but they're still a okay football program. So it'll be an, definitely a few interesting games on Friday for us to watch if you're not watching high school football. But anyway, guys, let's go over to Saturday, a.k.a. the granddaddy of college football week, you know, the main attraction. Now, the first game that I want to talk about, these, and these are, in, as the time of this is being recorded, the times haven't been released yet for these games, so they'll probably be announced by the time this episode goes live, but I want to at least be able to have this recorded ahead of time. But anyway, the first game I want to talk about is going to be the Arizona Wildcats traveling to Cal to take on the Cal Golden Bears. Uh, kind of a snooze fest of a game. Both teams are just very lackluster, and honestly, I mean, Arizona, I think they probably will end up beating Cal, but also at the same time, Cal almost beat Notre Dame in South Bend last week, so I don't really know how to feel. I don't really watch too much Pac-12 football, but if, in my gut, I feel like Arizona will probably end up taking this game. Now, the next game that we have is going to be the UCLA Bruins traveling up to Boulder to take on the Colorado Buffaloes. Not too much to say about this game. UCLA should easily beat uh, Colorado in this game, but UCLA almost lost to South Alabama last week, so I can't really just solidify that UCLA will win. But also at the same time, Colorado has gotten blown out their first three games of the season. You know, last week at uh, Minnesota was just horrifyingly bad for them, and the week before at Air Force. And then obviously their season opener against my TCU Horn Frogs was just abysmal performance by them. So definitely take you if you were betting, I would definitely take UCLA in this game against the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, and then the next game we have is going to be the Indiana Hoosiers traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, I know last was it last yeah last year was a lot more entertaining of a game because Indiana coming off of the COVID year had so many high expectations they were expected to be one of the top teams in the Big Ten. Obviously, it didn't go that way. They went two and ten, but at the time, you know, one of the best teams in the country. And then you had Cincinnati, who was starting to emerge as a potential college football playoff team, and obviously they would make the college football playoff, but. Last year when this game was played in Indiana, it was an absolute thriller as Cincinnati would barely survive against Indiana. So, 
if you're a team, if you're a fan of either of these teams, it should be a good game. But obviously, don't have as much expectations for this game as if it was played last year. But I would definitely take Cincinnati in this game. Nothing against Indiana, but Indiana just doesn't have the firepower that it seems like Cincinnati does. Now, anyway, the next game that we have is going to be the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets traveling to Orlando to take on UCF. Now, Georgia Tech, unfortunately, they do not know what offense means. Uh, last week, they got shut out by Ole Miss, 48-0. Ole Miss absolutely ran over their defense. So, I think UCF will probably end up blowing out Georgia Tech due to the fact that just I think Georgia Tech is at a spot right now where they're just waiting for the new chapter, the new era. Uh, Jeff Collins will probably be on his way out of the program sometime this year. They might wait till after, but... Mm. I'm hoping that Georgia Tech can get things around because, once again, I don't wish bad on any of these programs. You always want to see them flourish, but Georgia Tech is definitely in a bad spot right now in terms of its performance on the field. And then UCF, you know, despite, you know, having a very, and I mean very tough tough loss to Louisville two weeks ago, they bounced back last week, and they'll definitely be looking to make another statement win against a Power 5 school in Georgia Tech. Now, finally, we'll, now we're getting back to some of the times that are already guaranteed. Those were just to-be-determined games. Now, the first game that we have, that's actually the afternoon slate, so we'll get into the uh, late afternoon, uh, early evening slate here a little bit later. But the first game we have is going to be Kent State traveling to Athens to take on number one-ranked Georgia. Uh, Georgia by 90. I mean, it's not even a question. We saw how good Georgia was when uh, Oregon knocked off BYU and you got to remember that Georgia only allowed Oregon to score three points that whole game. So, yeah, this Georgia team, honestly, could probably go back-to-back -back years. I know I said it in the recap for week three, but I'm probably going to end up having to say it every single week from now on. Uh, Georgia could probably end up making an making a, a easy chance at winning another uh, college football playoff national championship. So, but anyway, obviously, Georgia's pretty much a lock for that game. Uh, and then the next game we have, kind of one of the – bigger games of the weekend we have the maryland terrapins coming off a win against a pretty solid smu team they're traveling to ann arbor to take on the fourth ranked michigan wolverines now this game will be at 11 a.m central time on fox i still think that michigan will probably just bulldoze over maryland due to the sheer fact that michigan does have a lot of talent but at the same time until we see michigan play a very solid team and a ranked team I don't want to make any judgments about this team. They're going to be a solid team all year. I don't doubt that one bit. But they have had a pretty easy schedule so far as they've already had. This will be their fourth straight home game to open the season. So we'll just have to wait and see until they play schools like Penn State, obviously Ohio State and others. And then we'll finally be able to get a true grasp about how far this team could really go this year. But I would definitely take Michigan in this game due to the fact about how often, or how explosive their offense is with starting quarterback J.J. McCarthy and running back Blake Corum. But anyway, the next game that we have, and honestly this could be a pretty good matchup and kind of a trap game for Clemson as we have the fifth-ranked Clemson Tigers traveling to Wake Forest to take on the Wake Forest De uh, Demon Deacons who are ranked 19. Now this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. And boy, oh boy, will this be a good game. You have the high-powering offense at Wake Forest. And then you have the not-so-high-powering offense at Clemson with starting quarterback DJ Uigalele. Um, hopefully, hopefully Clemson finds a way to be able to understand how to properly you know, have an offense and not just rely solely on Will Shipley to save them the game. 
And, you know, Sam Hartman's probably going to do Sam Hartman things. I think this game will be pretty solid. Now, Clemson, they do have a pretty solid defense, so I think that'll be what will keep them in the game. I do think Clemson will probably win the game, but definitely expect Wake Forest to put up some decent numbers on Clemson. But overall, Clemson should probably seal the deal against Wake Forest. Anyway, the next game that we have is going to be the 17th-ranked Baylor Bears traveling to Ames, Iowa to take on Iowa State. Now, this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time. The uh, the place where it's going to be played hasn't been announced yet. I'd imagine it's probably going to be a, like FS1 or something like that. Uh, I would take Baylor in this game. Nothing against Iowa State. They just I just don't think they have the same offense that they did last year with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and all three of the, that, that three-headed monster of tight ends they had and. You know, Baylor, they're just they're a very steady and consistent team. And honestly, I think they're kind of going to want to be on a revenge tour when they get into Big 12 play, especially since this will be their Big 12 opener. So I would definitely take Baylor by a decent amount despite them playing up in Ames. Now, anyway, the next game that we have, it will be, um, let's see. All right, so this is going to be a personally good game for me because I'm a fan of one of these teams. I know if you're outside of the state of Texas, you're probably going to be like, who cares but trust me, this is a game that y'all do not want to miss. And this is going to be the TCU Horn Frogs traveling to Dallas, Texas to take on the SMU Mustangs in the Iron Skillet uh, matchup. Now, this game has a lot of implications. And I mean a lot because not only is it going to be uh, Sonny Dykes return to Dallas after he left SMU to go join their rival TCU and become their head coach. But also at the same time, it's going to be a real proving test for TCU to see if they are actually legitimate because they started the season off pretty darn well. Offensively, they did have some struggles in the first half against Colorado to open the year, but they absolutely dominated in that second half. And then against a pretty weak opponent in Tarleton State, they dominated, but offensively, they just looked really sound. And defense has been absolutely an upgrade, which is kind of weird to say because, you know, Gabe Patterson resigned from the program. You know, they don't have, you know, he's a defensive genius. We've seen what he's done for UT so far. And, you know, it seems like the defense has gotten a tad bit better, too. And obviously, I know it's got a lot to do with recruiting and everything like that. But it's going to be very interesting to see how Sonny Dykes does against his former team in SMU. And then on the flip side, SMU just had a pretty tragic, tragic loss up at Maryland. They're going to want revenge, especially against their opponent, especially against their literally like cross city rival and TCU so this should be an entertaining matchup the game it'll be at 11 a.m. central time I think it's going to be on ESPN 2 it's not official yet but from rumors I've heard it's going to be on ESPN 2 so make sure to check this game out it's going to be probably one of the better games of the weekend despite both teams not being ranked now anyway the next game that we have and another game that I'm personally looking forward to is going to be the Duke Blue Devils traveling to Lawrence Kansas to take on the Kansas Jayhawks now at the time of this recording, they're not ranked yet. The rankings haven't come out, but I am hoping Kansas might be able to be like top 30 in the country, especially off the win they just had against Houston. Now, this is kind of one of those meme games, so to speak, where we know both of these teams probably are not going to do anything huge this year, especially when they do start conference play and they start playing like, you know, Clemson, Oklahoma, you know, each one in their own respective conferences. Now, this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on FS1, but it'll be really interesting to see because both of these programs are, are 3-0 for the first time in years for each program, so it'll just be kind of a fun game. Just, you know, both teams that historically have been pretty bad at football, and 
it's just one of those games that's just more fun to watch. But anyway, the next game that I'm that we're going to be talking about here is going to be the Minnesota Golden Gophers traveling to Michigan State to take on the Michigan State Spartans. Now, this game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on Big Ten Network. Michigan State coming off a very disappointing loss up in Seattle against Washington. They're going to be looking to bounce back. But also on the flip side, Minnesota coming off a very dominant win over Colorado. Mo Ibrahim pretty much reintroduced himself to all of the college football landscape as he had three rushing touchdowns against the Colorado Buffaloes. So it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan State's defense goes up against the rushing game and even passing game of Minnesota. And then also on the flip side as well about how Minnesota will do against uh, the Michigan State running game that was pretty much non-existent last week against Washington. So overall, I think Michigan State will probably pull this one out, but don't be shocked if we potentially see Minnesota upset the Michigan State Spartans. Now anyway, the next game I want to talk about in the first SEC matchup that we actually have, this is going to be the Florida Gators traveling to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Now this game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh... Definitely is going to be an entertaining matchup because Florida barely beat South Florida last week. I think it was like 32-28. to 28. And then also on the flip side, Tennessee's kind of been a shocker so far this year. They upset Pitt two weeks ago up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Hendon Hooker's been absolutely clicking on all cylinders on offense. Tennessee's defense is kind of taking a step forward. I would honestly think this might be the year that we finally see Tennessee start to gain some control in the SEC East. And I think it's going to start with them beating uh beating Florida at Neyland Stadium. So, in my opinion, expect Tennessee to absolutely roll over a pretty lackluster Florida defense. Now, anyway, the next game that we have is going to be the Texas Longhorns traveling to Lubbock to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Now, for Texas, this is probably going to be a trap game for them. And you're probably wondering, why would it be a trap game? Well, the last time they played in Lubbock... They had a, no, they didn't have a huge lead. I'm thinking of Texas Tech. But last time they played in Lubbock, they struggled a lot early on, despite them ultimately coming back and winning. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. And also at the same time, you have to remember, Texas still does not have Quinn Ewers. Hudson Card, you know, he doesn't look as banged up as he did against Alabama, but you can still tell there's kind of some hesitancies when, or hesitant, ugh. There's some tendencies where he kind of seems to be so hesitant when it comes to getting out of the pocket and everything like that. And that add on top of that, Texas Tech's defense has been, in my opinion, a lot better than it has been in past years. So it'll be a very entertaining matchup, obviously, an in-state rivalry game that even when Texas does go to the SEC, it'll probably still get played every year. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Texas, just simply due to the fact that offensively, I don't think Tech can hold on to guys like Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy. So I think Texas will definitely probably be able to roll over Texas Tech in this game. Now the next game we have is going to be the Notre Dame Fighting Irish traveling to Chapel Hill to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels. Now... Neither of these teams are ranked, obviously, for good reasons. Notre Dame had such huge expectations with new head coach Marcus Freeman. Uh, they absolutely flopped in week in week two when they played Marshall, got upset. And then in week three when they played Cal, they almost had another upset game in South Bend. So kind of a very disappointing start for Notre Dame so far. They're hoping to be able to get things on track against a UNC team that literally has no defense. They do have a pretty solid offense, so... That is something to kind of worry about. But overall, I think Notre Dame should be able to escape Chapel Hill with a win. Now, the next game that we're going to be talking about 
is going to be the Oregon Ducks traveling up to Pullman, Washington to take on the Washington State Cougars. Now, this game will be at 3 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Uh, the reason why I kind of like this game is because, for some reason, when Oregon plays away games in the Pac-12, they always kind of seem to choke. I don't know what it is, whether it's them going up to Washington, USC, wherever you might have it. They just, for some reason, always seem to be like a trap game for them. Now, Washington State, with uh, former UIW quarterback Cam Ward, they have they have had a pretty solid offense so far this year. They upset Wisconsin and Madison. And honestly, I do think that Oregon will probably roll over the Cougars of Washington State, but you never know. I mean, Washington State does have a slim chance due to the fact that they have a solid offense, but I do think Bo Nix and that electric Oregon offense, which kind of seems to have gotten revitalized after that horrifyingly bad week one loss to Georgia. So I would definitely take the Ducks huge over Washington State. But anyway, guys, the next game I want to talk about as we kind of slide down more into our evening slate of games. I know I didn't tell y'all, but now we're towards the evening slate of games. And the first one I want to talk about is going to be the Arkansas Razorbacks traveling to AT&T Stadium to take on the Texas A&M Aggies. Now, this game will be at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Um, Arkansas. Yeah, they almost got upset by Bobby Petrino, their former head coach who had a whole scandal about cheating on his wife and having an affair with a student assistant. And it was, you can look up the whole situation for yourself. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's just an awful situation. But they almost got upset by Bobby Petrino and Missouri State last week. They, they survived. They went on to win. So we do know that Arkansas is human. They, they are you know capable of beating beat. And for a Texas A&M team that offensively is still struggling like crazy, you know, despite switching quarterbacks from Haynes King to Max Johnson, there was some improvements overall. You know, they did miss uh, Evan Stewart, the uh, number two wide receiver in the 2022 class due to just being suspended for violation of team rules. So that was a huge loss for their offense. But with guys like Devin Achain and uh, you have uh, – not Darius Smith, but you have uh, Smith, one of the wide receivers for A&M. I do think overall A&M will probably be able to win this game due to the fact that the defense for A&M has been very stout this year so far. I don't think they've I don't think they've allowed a team to score more than 20 points yet this year. You can quote me on that. I don't remember if App State scored 20, but I think they if they scored 20, it had to have been like 21. But overall, Texas A&M's defense has been very solid. But the only big question mark for them is is when will the offense finally catch up with the production that the defense is giving them? And then for the biggest question for Arkansas is if their defense can kind of bounce back from a really disappointing week despite winning against a team that they should have blown out 50-something to like six. So this should be a very interesting matchup as both of these teams will be competing in Jerry's world. And honestly, it's going to be a game that I'm definitely going to be look, looking forward to, and I think y'all definitely should too. Now, anyway, the next game that I want to cover is going to be the Wisconsin Badgers traveling to Columbus to take on Ohio State. Now, this game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Um, I guess the positives you have for Wisconsin is they have Braylon Allen, who's an absolute beast of a running back, will probably be another great running back in the NFL for Wisconsin. You know, Jonathan Taylor's continue that trend. You have Melvin Gordon, James White. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Braylon Allen is probably going to continue to follow that trend. The only bad part is that Wisconsin just – I think they do need to change a head coach. You know, as much as, you know, you don't wish, uh, wish that for anyone, I do think they need to move on from Paul Christ and kind of find a new era of Wisconsin football. And then on the flip side, Ohio State 
Haven't really played anyone since uh, Notre Dame week one, and even then they struggled against a Notre Dame team that is currently one and two. So Notre Dame, if they're able to blow out Wisconsin, at least they can finally shut up a lot of critics that are saying, well, they haven't played anybody yet. You played Toledo and Arkansas State. You struggled a little bit against Arkansas State. You know, what do you have? Is C.J. Stroud in this offense legit? Marvin Harrison Jr., the son of NFL Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison, he's looked very solid so far this year. He's kind of broken out with Jackson Smith and Jigba kind of dealing with a lot of injury issues so far this year. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Ohio State will be able to absolutely dominate Wisconsin in this game and be able to shut up all the critics that are saying that they're not actually legit this year. Now, anyway, the next game that I want to talk about is going to be the Kansas State Wildcats traveling up to Norman to take on Oklahoma. Now, this game will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox, and this will honestly be a trap game for Oklahoma, and you're probably wondering, Kansas State just got upset by Tulane last week. Why would it be a trap game for Oklahoma? Well, in case y'all don't know and don't know the history between these two teams, Oklahoma's kryptonite is Kansas State, and it always has been. I don't know what it is. Now, most of the upsets have come when they are played up in Manhattan, but there has been a few games where they've been played in Norman, and Kansas State has walked away with the victory. Now, after seeing what Oklahoma did to Nebraska last week, was seeing how Dylan Gabriel looked like a Heisman-winning quarterback, and the defense looked probably the best I've ever seen Oklahoma's defense. I don't think this game should be close. I honestly think Oklahoma will blow the water out of a Kansas State team. That's whole offense is surrounded by Deuce Vaughn, which no offense to him. He's a great running back, but teams learn eventually that your offense revolves around one player. So, And a guy like Brent Venables, who's a defensive genius. And then to add on top of that, that his offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy, is a offensive genius. It really is like just a... I mean, it, it's honestly deadly to see what this Oklahoma team can do going forward because, man, if they play anything like they did against Nebraska in such a hostile environment, this Oklahoma team could actually be legit. And it's weird saying that because with all these past Lincoln-Riley-led Oklahoma teams, the defense has always been a huge question mark. We know what the offense will bring you. They'll bring you 45-plus points a game, but how many points will the defense allow? How many touchdowns will they allow? You know what I mean? So... Hopefully, going forward with this new regime at Oklahoma, they can find a lot more success, which pains me incredibly to say. But at the same time, I like the new coaches over at Oklahoma. I've always loved Brent Venables during his time at uh, Clemson. I like Jeff Lebby when he was at Ole Miss as their offensive coordinator. So I think that the future is really bright for the Sooners going forward. And in this matchup, I would definitely take Oklahoma by at least 7,000 points. So... <laughs> But anyway, guys, the next matchup we're going to talk about is going to be the Boston College Eagles traveling to uh, Tallahassee, Florida to take on the Florida State Seminoles. Now, this game will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on ACC Network. And you're probably wondering, this is probably just going to be a sleeper game. Why should we really care? Well, this game's match, this matchup is really going to be more about what Florida State and if they actually are a legitimate contender in the ACC and potentially could be able to get a spot in the ACC championship. Because coming off a pretty pretty concerning game against Louisville last Friday where they saw their starting quarterback Jordan Travis go down with a leg injury was definitely not something they wanted to see. Defense kind of looked shot a little bit. They literally allowed Malik Cunningham to look like prime Lamar Jackson for the most part, just absolutely ran all over him. And then on the flip side, though, Boston College, despite having some decent expectations going into the 2022 season, 
haven't been that great so far. So I do think Florida State should be able to beat Boston College, but it'll be interesting to see how going forward Florida State will be able to treat the Jordan Travis and their whole quarterback situation. But nothing less, I would definitely expect Florida State to probably walk away with the win in this game. Now, anyway, the next game I want to talk about is going to be the USC Trojans traveling to Corvallis, Oregon to take on the Oregon State Beavers. Now, this game will be at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on the Pac-12 Network. Uh, This game should easily be won by USC. I know Oregon State has had a pretty solid offense this year so far. They put up some pretty solid numbers as they blew out, I think, Boise State week one. They've... I mean, they've blown out a couple of teams they played so far this year, but now they're finally playing a decent team. And, you know, I do think USC, the way their offense has played so far this year, and even when they did play against Stanford, they looked really good. I was worried that that wouldn't transition over to conference play, and obviously they completely shut me up. So I think this USC team would be a legitimate, be in a legitimate contention for the college football playoff, not just the Pac-12 championship. But I think this game should easily be a win for the Trojans of USC as they will probably it'll probably be a high scoring game just due to the fact that Oregon State has been able to put a ton of points on the board so far this year but I would definitely take USC in this game now anyways the next game I want to talk about is going to be the Utah Utes traveling to Tempe Arizona to take on Arizona State Uh, Utah after a pretty disappointing loss to Florida which I mean, that loss pretty much single-handedly gave Florida some of the most overhyped expectations I've ever seen. They've kind of rebounded a little bit. They've secretly have been kind of playing good. They blew out Southern Utah. I can't remember exactly who they played last week, but I know they demolished them. And, you know, this will be this will be a good uh, road contest for them as well as Arizona State is now led by former Florida quarterback Emory Jones, or Arizona State's led by former Florida quarterback Emory Jones. So, It'll be interesting to see. Utah should easily take care of the Sun Devils because they haven't. They just haven't been playing that well. They had a very bad road loss to uh, Oklahoma State a few weeks ago, and honestly, Utah, that offense that they have, should easily be able to take care of the Sun Devils of Arizona State. And then the final game that I want to talk about for this college football Week Four preview is going to be the Stanford Cardinal traveling up to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies. Now, this game will be at 9.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. And in this game, I am expecting nothing less than a blowout by Washington, especially after the absolute beautiful offensive showing they put up against Michigan State last week. Uh, Michael Michael, uh, Michael Penex Jr., the former Indiana starting quarterback, he balled out, had four passing touchdowns, 300-plus throwing, uh, yeah, passing yards. I mean, this Washington team should easily take care of a Stanford team that just seems to have no form of defense. So I would definitely take the Washington Huskies huge in this matchup against the Stanford Cardinal. But anyway, guys, that will wrap up the preview for college football week four of the 2022 season. I hope you all enjoyed the preview and some of the predictions that I have for you all. I know I don't have every single statistic and everything like that for y'all, but I'd rather be able to kind of talk in a language that y'all will be able to understand and not give y'all some foreign language that I know a lot of people sometimes struggle with. But anyway, guys, I thank y'all for listening through the whole thing. If you did listen through the whole thing, it truly means the absolute world to me. And, you know, I enjoy being able to finally have some college football back, some NFL back, just being able to talk football with y'all. It's really fun. And I look forward to the future that we have doing this. And, you know, thank y'all again for all the, you know, just support you've shown, whether it's been on Instagram, TikTok, here on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, 
wherever you might be listening and wherever you might show your support. Thank you from the bottom of my heart as you guys have truly changed my life for the better. But anyway, guys, I thank you all again for listening to today's episode. And make sure you all watch plenty of college football this weekend because back on Sunday, I'm going to have to test you all's knowledge. And you all are going to be able to get a full recap from me as we recap all of the uh, action from week four of the 2022 college football season. So anyway, guys, enjoy y'all's weekend. I will see y'all back here on Sunday for the recap of week four. Peace, y'all.